welcome back to the Axe Murder Diaries. I'm your host, Amanda Millette, and today we are talking about the tea kettle murder of Margaret Finn in November of 1887 in Marquis, Michigan. At around 8 p.m. on Saturday, November 28th, some sources say 26th or the 27th, 1887, Margaret Finn was murdered by her husband, Larry. It was so brutal that the murder weapon was originally reported as being an axe. Neighbors reported hearing cries of murder, but no one investigated as the couple was known to fight a lot. Larry Finn was born in Ireland and immigrated to Marquis, Michigan during the Civil War. There, he met and eventually married Margaret Higgins. They settled in South Marquis, which was popular for Irish immigrants. They had a daughter, Mary Ann, who died at the age of four in 1873 from sunstroke. One source stated that her name was Mary Agnes, but I found her actual grave site um, on Find a Grave in Marquis, Michigan, and her name was Mary Ann Finn, and I'll uh, attach a photo to it on the Instagram. And she died on July 4th, 1873, at four years and 21 days. She was the daughter of Lawrence and Margaret Finn. So, unfortunately, Margaret's name was not mentioned in any article about this case. Newspapers called her Mrs. Finn, or Larry Finn's wife. I was actually able to find her name through this gravestone. And that's a big reason I want to talk about this case, so people remember her name and some of her unfortunate story. Some sources state that they had two boys as well, the oldest being 16, and the 16-year-old was the one who alerted police. Other sources do not mention the boys at all, but Marianne would have been 14 if she was alive, so around the same age as the other children. A common theme with this case is there is a lot of mixed reports. Most sources do agree that they lived in a dilapidated stable on their property. They used to have a home, but it burnt down the previous summer. One source stated that Larry was the one who set the house on fire, but it's the same source that reported that the murder weapon was an axe. Most sources agree that Larry was a well-known drunk, for lack of a better term. One even stated that bars were instructed not to sell liquor to him, but on the night of, again, either November 26th, 27th, or 28th, he came home drunk. Margaret was making dinner and had a kettle on the stove. A fight ensued, Margaret was murdered, and her husband was arrested. I will read you a few articles to give you some details and let you decide for yourselves which ones are true. The first one I personally think is absolutely ridiculous, but this is an axe murder podcast, so I will share it. This is the Boston Globe, November 1887. Decapitated his wife. Terrible tragedy enacted by a drunken loafer in a Michigan village. Threats of lynching audible in the streets. At Marquis at 8 o'clock last evening, Larry Finn, a drunken loafer, 43 years old, chopped off his wife's head with an axe. The murder was premeditated as he sharpened the axe at a neighbor's shop in the afternoon. His house was burned last summer by a fire, supposed to have been set by himself. And Finn's family, consisting of himself, wife, and two boys, the eldest 16, lived in a dilapidated stable near their old home. Finn attacked his wife shortly after supper, cleaving open her head at the first blow. There was no quarrel, and the murder was cold-blooded. 
The oldest boy ran from the house screaming murder. He met a policeman at the street corner who returned with the boy and forced open the door. Finn had mangled the body of his wife almost beyond recognition and offered resistance to the police, but he was speedily disarmed and jailed. Threats of lynching are made, but they will probably not be carried into execution, as the jail is strong and well-guarded. Finn has borne a hard reputation for years, and a warrant for his arrest was out for him on another charge when the murder was committed. Now, I'm not saying everything in this article is false, but it does sound like a lot of hearsay and dramatization. Um, every other source states that it was not an axe, but the tea kettle as well as a knife. Um, this says that the murder was premeditated and there was no quarrel, but every other source stated there was a quarrel and quarrels were common. And saying that he sharpened the ax in the neighbors in the shop in the afternoon, maybe he did that with an ax, but that's just, um, feels like a lot of hearsay and rumor. Um, and another source did say that um, Margaret Finn was looking into divorcing um, him, but that's just one source. No other sources stated that, so that is likely hearsay as well. Now, in contrast, I'll read you an article that I think is better. Now, this was the True Northerner um, in Pawpaw, Michigan, Wednesday, December 21st, 1887. The recent murder of Mrs. Finn by her husband, Larry Finn, at Marquis proves to have been a most brutal tragedy. The rough board shanty, formerly a stable in which the family was living, bears evidence of the desperate struggle which took place there before the woman gave up her life. All the dishes were broken. The teapot, which she evidently seized as a weapon of defense, is crushed in, while on the blood-covered floor were found pieces of the heavy iron tea kettle with which Finn killed her, no axe being used as first reported. Some quarrel arose at the supper table. Finn seized a butcher knife and attacked his wife with it. In her attempt to save herself from the blows, her hands were cut and the left hand was pierced by the knife. She then rushed for the shed door, leaving the bloody prints of the wounded hand there while the knife was being thrust into her back. He seems to have dragged her back to the kitchen door and to have seized the iron tea kettle filled with boiling water, crushing in her skull with it. The boiling water scalded his right hand and arm horribly, and crazed with pain, he pounded her head with the kettle until he broke it into small pieces and had smashed her face and neck into a hideous, mangled mass of blood, flesh, and hair, bearing no resemblance to a human being. Her cries of murder were heard by neighbors not 100 feet away, but as they say, rows were so frequent in that house and yells so common that they did not feel like interfering. The murderer, still in his blood-covered clothes, with his face cut and bruised and his right hand almost cooked, was interviewed. He talked freely but professed to know nothing of how he came in jail. He showed no feeling and, though not before told of the death of his wife, evidently knew it. When told he was as unconcerned as if it were a matter of no interest to him, whatever. So obviously this guy is a real piece of work. 
And just a little, a couple little clips from the Detroit Free Press. This was on November 29th, 1887. Murderer Finn. The coroner's jury finds him guilty, and the feeling against him is very strong. The verdict of the coroner's jury in the Finn case tonight says Larry Finn murdered his wife on Saturday night with a blunt instrument. The feeling against him is very high, but no prospect of any attempt of lynching by the mob. Mrs. Finn was buried today, and the funeral was attended by an immense crowd. Finn's past reputation is very bad. A wife murderer found guilty. Now, this was on December 14, 1887. Larry Finn, who murdered his wife at Marquis on the evening of November 26, was found guilty today of murder in the second degree. The evidence was so conclusive that the trial lasted less than a day. Finn is an old man, and a sentence to state prisons will, like, will probably consume the remainder of his natural life. Now, wouldn't that be nice? But unfortunately, one source did state that Larry was released from Jackson State Prison after the year 1900, and he lived with a brother in Marquis. Um, no idea why this guy was released. That is awful, but unfortunately not a lot is known on this case, and not even her name was mentioned in most of the articles. So I hope that you can remember her name, Margaret Finn, originally Margaret Higgins. And, you know, it's unfortunate. It says things about Larry, like where he was born and immigrated from, but they barely mention Margaret at all. So please remember her, and I hope you keep listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review. Um, that would help me. Um, if not, don't leave a review. That's fine. Um, but if you have any requests for me to cover an area to try to find an old-time murder in your area, please email me at theaxemurderdiaries at gmail.com. That's A-X-E. And you can also follow the Instagram page, The Axe Murder Diaries. I will post photos and article clippings from this case. All right. Um, thanks for listening. Bye.